Hi, everyone. I'm Clyde Bryant, and welcome to episode 11 of the Uptown Experts podcast. I'm sitting here today with Luigi Chirocco, and we're going to be discussing Uptown Asset Management, our newest division. Hi, Clyde. Hi, everyone. Good to be back. It's been a while. It's been a while since I've been invited on. I wasn't sure... I wasn't sure if maybe I didn't perform up to par on episode <laughs> one there and, uh, and I wasn't getting invited back, but uh, nice to be back on in front of the camera. Yeah, definitely. It's, we're happy to have you, Lou. And, you know, it's, uh, we, we like to say it's quality over quantity. So uh, this quality one... Quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah, of course, right? That's, Which one am I? Uh, we'll decide that one later. <laughs> <laughs> so why don't you... Uh, I'm going to hand it over to you today. Why don't you uh, get started? Yeah, so we're doing things a little bit different today. We're, we're flipping the script. I'm stepping into the hosting chair. I probably should have sat on that side, but no, I think that no. chair's custom made for you. And yeah. <laughs> let, let's face it, I'm not going to fit into that chair uh, if it is. Um, so I'm going to be auditioning for the new Uptown podcast uh, um, as, as host, essentially, is what we're doing here. I mean, we'll think, we'll think about maybe a co-host situation, I think, maybe. I prepared. Look at this. There, for uh, people who are listening in their cars, I'm holding uh, cue, cue cards. cards here. This is new for Luigi. Yeah, usually I'm, I'm a very much a, as you know, I'm very much a let's just wing it and have a real conversation guy. But there's a couple of questions I do need to, uh, to ask, and I want to make sure I, I do remember. Um, yeah, so we're here to talk about uh, asset management. Correct. Um, yet another, um, not company, I don't want to call it a company. It's a division. Yet another division of, yeah. of Uptown. Correct. Um, so first question for you. Very simple, open-ended. Tell me about Uptown man, uh, Asset Management, if you will. So Uptown Asset Management is our mortgage administration um, division. Um, it's in that division where we will uh, provide the Ontario public with the ability to invest in mortgages by utilizing their registered um, portfolio, uh, RSPs, TFSAs, Liras, RIFs, that type of thing. Um, they also have the ability to invest in mortgages with uh, funds held in your um, uh, banking accounts. Um, and um, it's also through Uptown Asset Management that we have the ability to offer, uh, again, the, the public uh, their Uptown GIC. Um, and it's in partnership with other institutions that uh, we're able to make this all happen. Okay. I'm going to go off script right away. Okay. <laughs> I had my questions laid out, but I'm going to go off script because of what you said. So you mentioned mortgage administration division. Can you just, for me, for others who aren't so uh, savvy with respect to this world, can you tell the people what is a mortgage administrator? Uptown Asset Management will, will act as the mortgage administrator or the company that works with you as the investor and the end borrower. So let's assume... Um, there is a mortgage agent, mortgage broker that has a, a, a client that needs a mortgage. And um, here at Uptown Asset Management, we have an investor um, that is looking to provide um, lending. Um, and what we'll do is we'll pair the two together. Ah, okay. I was, you took the words right out of my, right out of my mouth, pardon me. So you're, you're essentially uh, pairing a broker with an investor? Correct. Uh, and lending the investor money to that client. Correct. And through there, um, or through the asset management division, we are able to collect the necessary payments from uh, the borrower, provide that to the investor in a timely fashion. Uh, we provide assistance with um, 
the contractual obligations, so mortgage commitments, uh, review of, of mortgage documents, that type of activity, um, which you know is, is something that we do on a daily basis, um, which makes us professionals. So leverage the professionals to review the necessary documents in order to review the application, the borrower that you are considering lending your money to. And you know from there, that investment will be made, but in, more, in a more secure fashion. Okay, so how is this different from investing with a bank? Well, it's very different in that when you invest um, in an RSP with you know any one of the big banks. Sure. Yeah. So let's say I go into Bank of Montreal. Yeah. Uh, have some money, and I say I want to open an RSP with you guys. Yeah. So they typically would just open some sort of account. Yeah. They tell me what rate I'm going to get as a return. I put my money there, and yes. hopefully, if things go well. It, I never have to really worry about it, and it grows. Yeah, but at and the maybe banks, I contribute here and there. And yeah, whatever. Yeah. So how is this? Uh, how it works? Than that? Yeah, it, it's different in that. So a couple points that you made. One, you walk into the bank, you ask them to for you know an RSP account. They'll open the account and they'll say, "Here's your I don't know five percent or whatever they're offering now." Um, and like you said, you have the ability to contribute to that RSP over time as it grows or openly. With the investments that we provide, they're different in that one. We manage them through a third-party company, um, and those uh, um, registered funds are held with that third party. So we come to you, we'd say, hey, Lou, you, you want to invest with us. Open up the, an account with one of our third parties, and you'll hold your RSP, which will be a self-directed RSP with that third party, which, again, keeps a little bit of an arm's length to, to give you the true ability to manage that RSP. Right, it's not okay. like we can go in and do it on your behalf. Right, and so that's that's the first piece. It, it puts you in the driver's seat. Okay. Second, walking into the bank or any financial institution, they're going to give you probably a lower rate of return than what you would be able to get by investing in mortgages. And whether that's a first mortgage or second mortgage, our returns are generally anywhere between you know eight and twelve percent. As compared to most banking products. Just, just due to the nature of the product, um, well, r the risk involved with it, that sort of thing. Correct. Generally is why you're getting a higher rate of return. Yeah. And, you know, people say, you know, you take the time in you and, or take your capital invested in mortgages, it might be risky. And I look at it and I say this. If you take your money and deposit it into the banks, do you actually think the money sits in the bank? No, of, of course not. But a lot of people don't, don't know that... You know, once the money goes into the bank, that's it. They're, they're turning around and they're, they're investing lending that money out. Yes, or they're investing it. They're, they're, investing it, they're, they're doing using they your money to in make order money. to make profits. Yes, correct. Because they are a, pro a deposit taking institution. So, with that in mind and understanding that you know, not to go further down the rabbit hole, but CDIC insurance only gives you coverage up to a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So, if you have more than a hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank, are you really covered? Well, the answer is no. Now. If you take that $100,000, $200,000, whatever it is that you have in your RSP, $50,000, and you invest it with us, and we register that $50,000, $100,000 as a mortgage on title, you're, that's security. That's real security. And barring a true you know, crash in the markets where the house was valued at a million dollars, and we said we're gonna lend to 75% of the value of that home, that's $750,000, um, you know, your investment is gonna be pretty secure. And 
if we've said that we've lent at 750 and you're making 10%, and you know, there's a there's a huge upside in regards to that investment versus what you might be making at the banks today. So you get security as well as a higher rate. Yeah, that's that's a good point. So this is we're talking about asset management, but it's they're still lending at the core of all this, right? So of course. it's still coupled your investors' money is still coupled with uh, I'll say responsible underwriting. So that if you ever get into a worst case scenario like you referenced there, um, you've mitigated the risk early on and really you're looking to prevent any losses whatsoever. Correct. I mean, the goal behind lending is not to create loss, it's to create wealth. And, you know, one of the things that we do here at Uptown is we leverage our various divisions, as you know, being one of well, our senior Create wealth through returns. Correct. Uh, not through seizing properties. No, no, no. Just no. for the people out there. <laughs> well, because there are lenders that, there, there are some, yes, lenders. Call, call them predators. There yeah. There are predators out there that lend you money knowing you'll never pay, and then they'll, they'll be looking to take your house. We're looking to uh, generate revenue. Uh, Correct. And returns for investors. Um in the responsible way. And the bank used to say this to me all the time. It was like, we're not in we're not in the lending game to own property. No. That's not why we lend money. Absolutely. It's more not. of a headache than it's worth, honestly. Yes. As as uh, you know for sure. But um, I just felt the need to mention that that uh, when we're lending we're looking to generate returns returns via you know interest, not via having to unfortunately sell a home. Nobody wants to be in that position. No, no one ever wants to be in that position. But, you know, that's why going back to the point where, where responsible underwriting comes into play, right? And ensuring that when we see a loan, we review that loan in order to find not just the opportunity to lend, but to ensure that we have a solid exit plan. And any time that we lend with assets, that are either held through asset management or other divisions that we have here at Uptown, we ensure that there's a true exit. Ensuring that the borrower has the ability to repay that loan in a timely fashion, and maybe that is one or two years, and that's okay. But there should be a true exit plan that is put together that allows you, or pardon me, the borrower, to be able to move on. So let me ask you a question related to that. How involved is your investor when determining whether their money goes out in the form of a loan? Are they heavily involved, passive? Is it their choice? Yeah, how how so involved would they be? It really does come down to choice to answer your question. Um, we are, uh, you know, we're, we're big believers here at Uptown that, you know, education, education, education. Education is most, one of the most important things when, when it comes to investing. Um, so we like to take the opportunity to educate our investors, let them know exactly what's going on in regards to that, uh, um, that loan that's potentially being uh, put together. But at the same time, most of our investors don't actually practice mortgages. They practice in whatever they do because they're regular people just like me and you. Right. So we take the opportunity to provide them with the necessary information and educate them, but a lot of them, many of them, and probably most in the future will continue to leave it to us to say, yes, this loan makes sense. Um, and I, I don't necessarily need to, from, they need to understand the intricacies of it because they're investing, but the choice is really up to them to say, yes, I want to know, like 
be the ones that rubber stamp it or I'm saying yes, Clyde, you, you now need to say yes. So in the order in which it would happen ultimately. And I would imagine there might be some individuals who maybe when it's their first time, mm. they, they feel like they want to be more involved because it's sort of new to them. And then as you do a few deals with them and with their money, they may now be more passive because they've seen how it works. They trust your expertise with respect to where their money is going to ultimately go out um, go out too in the form of a, a loan. Do you find that that happens? That yeah, they, I after mean, a few, they kind of just, you know what, give yeah. me the highlights, but you kind of make Yeah, the and I mean, at the end of the day, an investor ultimately still needs to know what's going on with the deal, where their money's being invested, and they need to sign off on all the required documents. It's their, it's their loan. It's their, it's their investment. You know, they're in charge. It is self-directed. As, uh, as opposed to the product, you know, with other financial institutions, the money goes into some magical pot that most people have no clue. If I were to ask, you know, ask them, what's your money invested in? They say, well, I don't know. Some diversified this or some, you know, TSX Absolutely that, right? right? Yeah. Versus, you know, here at Uptown, I'm, again, I'm going to take the opportunity to say, hey, Luigi, this mortgage is going to be registered on, you know, 222 somewhere street at the rate of 10% and your proportionate share of this investment is $100,000 from your RSP. So now you can count on, I know I'm making 10% because it's a fixed rate. I know where my, my asset is being registered and I know in the event of something happening, here's the, you know, the mitigation that's been, uh, or I should say the plan that's been put in place in order to make sure that I get my money back. Right. Yeah. And tax shelter. So yes. That's an awesome option. I, I, I worked for the bank for 15 years, and you'd be surprised how little even bankers know about these sorts of, of options, right? Because banks just simply mm -hmm. don't have these offerings. Correct. No, it's, and you know, I love the banks. I say this all the time, and I, I don't like talking bad about the banks. That's not what we're here to do, but we're here to educate. And, you know, educating means letting people know about all the options that are available to them um, and making sure that they, they are the ones to, to, to choose based on all the information that, that is, that's out there. That, 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 you know, when you don't know, you can't make the right choice. That's really what it comes down to, right? But, you know, once you know that, uh, yeah, there's A, B, and C as an option, you can choose the right one for you. That's where I was going with this, pardon me. That's a good segue. Um, so let me jump in there. Um, it is RSP season mm -hmm. now as we record this. There's a lot of people looking for options mm -hmm. on where to put their money. Who is this for? Who, who would you say, you know, not, not necessarily just an RSP because there's, there's other offerings, yeah, but of course. who is this type of investment for? I would say this type of investment is really for that medium risk investor um, someone that's, you know, invested before, you know, you're not going to come okay. to us and say, Hey, Claude, I want to start an yeah, RSP. So, so I've got my first dollar. I'm looking to invest it. We're not for you. We're not for you. We're not no. for you. You need to have established an RSP account. Um, you know, there really isn't a minimum, so to speak, but I always say it needs to be a number that makes sense. Um, remember people are coming to us for mortgages, first position, second position, mortgages. So, you know, I like to say to most of my investors, if you have a, an RSP of, you know, maybe 40,000, 50,000 or more, 
then come talk to us because now we can show you options or provide you options um, that will allow you to grow your RSP at a much quicker pace. And, you know, go from there. Yeah, and you guys offer, you guys, I don't know why I'm saying you guys, I'm part of the company, but <laughs> we offer um, uh, Lira, yep. LRSP, as I personally uh, learned. Mm -hmm. So some, some clients might have, yeah. you know, locked in accounts that they're just assuming yeah. that's it. Like, I, I'll see you when I'm 65. Correct. Um, but you have options for that as well. That can be moved over um, and, and lent out in the form of mortgages as well. Yeah, and because it's a locked-in account, um, <laughs> there is so much that you can do with it. And, yeah, and your time horizon is exactly. as well, right? Yeah. So, you know, you look at it and say, you know, leverage, you know, someone like yourself, for example, and myself as an example, you know, 40-something years old, um, you know, another 20-plus years to retirement. And, you know, you can earn at the interest rate of, you know, maybe 5% at the banks, or you can earn at a rate of, I don't know, 10% with us. And, you know, if you look at it, and, you know, we talk about the rule of compounding interest before, you know, how long is it going to take your money to double, right? So if all of a sudden, we're giving you a higher rate of return, and it's 10%, 12%, whatever that might be, six years, seven years, your money's going to double? Yeah, well, 7.2 7 7 years. 7.2 uh, years, exactly. 10%. Yeah, that's, that's three compounding, three doubling periods. If you came to us with $100,000, it's going to grow three times. X, well, compound three times, I should say. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, what else do I want to hit on here? GICs, okay. Mm -hmm. So this, even though I'm, I'm in, I'm in the, the biz, mm -hmm. tell me how a GIC works in this, uh, in this vehicle. Yeah, so it's a traditional GIC. Um, just like, you know, someone comes to us uh, through our mortgage division, our mortgage brokerage division, and says, you know, hey, Clyde, I need a mortgage. You know, we can take that to, you know, any one of the banks, any one of our, our broker channel lenders and give them a mortgage. Well, um, the Uptown GIC is no different. Uh, we would take a look at um, the amounts that our, our potential investor is looking to invest in a GIC. Um, and it can be a cashable GIC or a locked-in GIC. Um, and we take a look at, you know, what the, uh, the various institutions uh, are offering in terms of return and provide them with options, whether it's, you know, whoever it is. It, it doesn't really matter. So a GIC investment is mm -hmm. not lent out in a mortgage? Though, no, it, it's, a, it's right. a classic GIC, just like you would get at, at any one of your, uh, your banking institutions. The only, the, the real difference is you walk into a bank to get a GIC, you might get, uh, I don't know, maybe they're offering... Four and a half percent, maybe probably less now, to be honest, right? Maybe four percent on a GIC. Um, the product that we're going to be able to give you is might have a little bit of a premium attached to it in order to make it uh, a little bit more attractive. And how are you able to do that? Is is it because when I go to my bank, I only have my bank's offerings Correct. available to me, whereas we will have the ability to to invest in a GIC with numerous offerings, so we can sort of. Pick correct. Um, which which institution which has the better return? We want to take it to essentially. Yes, of course. Yeah, I mean, people often forget if they bank with you know any one of the banks, Royal, TD, CIBCR, it doesn't matter. You walk in, you say, "Hey, I have my money. I want to put an RSP." They're going to sell you the TD RSP or the CIBC RSP. They're not going to turn around and say, "Hey, Luigi, 
our, you know, RSP is offering 3.8%, but I know if you walk down the street and went to Royal, they're going to give you 4%. They're not going to do that. No, you, yeah, if you've <laughs> right? worked at a bank, you have, uh, you have targets you need to, to hit. <laughs> exactly. So they're going to take in the money because that was your request and they're going to invest it for you. The difference is if you come to us, we're going to look and we're going to say, hey, Luigi, no problem. Let's take a look and see the best rate that we can get for you based on the product that you're asking us for. And then we'll take a look at all the various uh, companies that, that give us the ability to invest and we'll present one to you. And, you know, nine times out of 10, we're probably going to have a slightly higher rate. And you said no minimum amount? No, it's a GIC. So, sorry, let me rephrase the question. So, so thank you for that. But for an RSP, TFSA, everything else under the asset management suite of products, correct? is there a minimum amount? There's no, I'm gonna, as I said, there's no hard and fast minimum, but it shouldn't make sense. You know, if someone has an RSP of $20,000 and that's the number that they have, great. We can manage it, but is it harder to put it out as a mortgage? Yes, because yeah, it's $20,000. Sure. Yeah, and you would disclose that up front that, you know, I'm, I'm happy to take your money in. These might be the challenges with an amount of this of this size. nature, yes. But on the other side, this is where planning and conversation comes in. You know, we're yeah. here for the investor. We're here for our clients. And with that, what we would do is we would say, you know, let's look at the timing to ensure that when we do have a mortgage, that a mortgage investment, pardon me, that fits your lending uh, criteria, your risk that you're willing to take on, then we'll give you a call. And we'll try to pair that investment timeline with the transfer in of your invest uh, of your RSP, and now it works for everybody. And on the flip side, I would imagine you have a similar discussion if somebody wants to give you a lot of money. It's of course, number one is this is this suitable? Correct. Um, Always comes down to your your customer profile. Mm -hmm. And number two, I would think you would disclose the same sort of risks that um, maybe I can't put your money out in the form of a loan. Right all away. at the same time Correct. or right away because it's it's a large a large sum. amount a larger amount than a lot of people are seeking mm -hmm. yeah um, because when you look at the product and I again I go back to my statement is somewhere between eight and twelve percent is what your your return is going to be right now when you look at the product again because it is a mortgage we have to go through you know mortgage application processes making sure that the deal actually fits making sure that you know we get in all the required documents appraisals and do our due diligence. And, you know, there's only a certain number of loans that we look at every month. And of course, the number, of course. The, the number continues to grow, but there is always going to be downtime when uh, a, a, an RSP or registered funds are going to sit, or pardon me, there's always going to be a time where registered funds are going to sit. And for those, that period of time, whether it's a day, two, a month, maybe even two, you know, you have to understand because this is a mortgage investment, you won't be earning during that time. But... On the flip side, let me just take a sip here. I apologize. Well, they have to, they have to understand what they're getting into, right? Correct. I'm, I'm sure you, it, the other side of that is, do you really want us to get your money out right away? Because then that, that starts to get into that territory of, are we putting it out in loans that are maybe we shouldn't be? Correct. Are we taking more risks than we're comfortable mm -hmm. taking? So I know your philosophy is you'd rather have the money sit Correct. for the right for the right deal, role. correct. For the right rather role. than just to, you know what, this guy I haven't moved his money. Uh, let's get it out. No, but then if there's no quality, 
there's not a quality deal to get it out to, then what? Then what are we doing, right? Exactly, so. yeah. And, you know, that's, again, goes back to the underwriting, the due diligence, and our philosophy, right? And, and to your point, I would rather have, you know, the money sit for a month or two uh, or even three if we needed to to get you into the right loan. But when we get that mortgage investment out, we'll get it into a product that is probably going to give you a return of 10, 11, 12 percent. You know, just this being realistic in this interest rate environment. So now you're receiving a return that is significantly higher than what you would get with your traditional you know, investment from a lending institution, or sorry, from your traditional investment from your banking institution. So even though that money was sitting for a period of time, not making anything, when you average out what you're going to make on your, with your RSP investment with us compared to your financial institution, you should end up ahead. Good. Very good. Anything else you want to tell the people about Uptown Asset Management? Well, uh, as I said, we're uh, a mortgage administration division um, or a mortgage administration company. Our goal is to look to administer mortgages, which means we have uh, the ability to underwrite, collect, and remit payments. And whether that's for an individual or for a company that already has a significant mortgage investments under management, and they're maybe they're finding it difficult to manage those, uh, those mortgage investments, it's something that we can also help with. So we're not just for the individual, we're for large corporations as well. Okay. Uh, when are we open for business? We're open for business yesterday, okay. two days I ago, know, a week ago. I know that, right? but I'm asking, <laughs> as a good host should, for the people yeah. uh, that... We're, we're ready to go. We're right ready now. to go. Yeah, we've been we've been ready to go for a while. Um, you it's know, been a, been a process, eh? Yeah, of course. Like any ahead. like any good thing, right? You want to make sure that uh, not just uh, getting it open, but getting it open, making sure it's running properly before you you know you really turn it on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There there's there is that risk of rolling something out, being a little too gung ho, and then you you can't cope. You Correct. collapse, right? Yeah. And that doesn't uh, that doesn't bode well for. For, uh, service no no so as i said we're ready we're ready to go we've been open and, and operating we have uh, some significant dollars already under management and we are looking to continue to grow yeah. february 29th RSP right deadline. RSP deadline so i don't even want to say because it, it sounds weird coming from me call clyde <laughs> <laughs> but but call him <laughs> he's a busy man but he's uh he's gonna answer the phone uh, no matter what always uh last question where did you get those shoes? Um, because, like, did you? I love my did shoes. Did you though. rob? Uh, you know, the, remember the Legion of Doom and uh, <laughs> WWF? Did you steal those from? No, Road but those Warrior guys Hawk had. You know, anything? they they had it. Uh, I think they're ahead of their time, right? But uh, you know, I'm a shoe guy, so I'm always gonna have something funny going on. Ahead of their time. Yeah, ahead of their time, man. Those guys were wearing spikes before spikes were a thing. So those right? look like they're behind the times. That, uh, those are <laughs> shoes that uh, people needed. Years ago, when they needed to break rocks and things. Yeah, well, they probably know. cost more than my whole wardrobe, I'm sure. But you said it, not me. Anyway. <laughs> uh, how did I do hosting duties? Uh, not bad. We'll think about uh, the next I'm time I have you on. I'm that was what every ten episodes, I think. Yeah, so we'll see, yeah, yeah. see you on episode what like my, twenty-two my passion or something. Is really my my future podcast <laughs> that I'm going to do with our young uh, Evan here, uh, Friends versus Seinfeld. We're going to discuss which is the better show. Oh, that's going to be interesting. I'm not going to tell you which one I'm uh, a fan on, a uh, fan of, excuse me. Sorry, Michelle, distracting me. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so thanks for having me back on. I hope to come back on in future as a guest. Yes, we have a lot to discuss. Talk about stuff that, uh, that excites me. Not that this doesn't excite me, but I feel like I'm very much like your public right now. Like I'm, I'm, I'm learning these questions are, maybe we can tell the people, they're, they're actual questions yeah. that, I, that I had when you were talking to me about this initially. And uh, I requested to sit down with you and, and learn more about this. So I figure if I have those questions... People would have those questions, and that's mm -hmm. where the idea of flipping the script and maybe having me ask the questions came from. Exactly, exactly. So, thank you for having me back. And uh, thanks and for I've, coming. And I've been enjoying the podcast. I'm one of your devoted uh, listeners. Thank you very Every much. Every episode, uh, Eddie, Paul, Pando, yeah. Mike, who I did, I don't know Mike, yeah. but Mike was great. enjoyed yeah. that episode, so yeah. keep it up. Thank you very much. Well, I guess uh, that's how we'll wrap this one up. So, uh, Can I do the outro? Dare you? Uptown experts out. Out, out, out. He's, he tried.